welcome to my mommy's podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines. This is the only wine I drink anymore. After researching and finding that many other wines contain added sugar, dyes like ultra red and mega purple, and filtering agents, including fish bladders, egg whites, and some other unsavory ingredients, and things like sawdust to improve the taste. But the dry farm part is important too. What this means is that the grapes are not irrigated. Without the water, they don't get as big or as sweet, yielding higher nutrient and lower alcohol wines naturally. Their wines are lab tested for purity and to make sure that they are free of even trace amounts of pesticides and herbicides. And they're all sourced from small family dry farm vineyards all over the world. I absolutely love their wines and I find them to be less expensive than other high quality wines. And Wellness Mama listeners can get an extra bottle of wine for a penny at wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash wine. That's wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash wine. This podcast is brought to you by Fat Fudge. If you've never tried it, this is essentially coffee meets fudge meets energy bomb and it's delicious. Invented by my friend Mary Shinuda, this on-the-go food is nutrient-dense and delicious. I often travel with a few of these in my suitcase for a quick breakfast or a meal if there aren't good food options whenever I'm traveling. Wellness Mama listeners can get a discount 20% off with the code WellnessMama, all one word, WellnessMama at wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash fat fudge. That's P-H-A-T dash F-U-D-G-E. So fat dash fudge. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Moms Podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and today this podcast is going to talk about an entire new level of health that many of us are not familiar with because I'm here with Harry Massey who's the co-founder of NES Health which is a company focused on advancing healthcare using an integration of physics and biology. After years of research, Harry invented the bioenergetic wellness system, which is able to read and correct the energy of the human body field. This has helped millions of people improve their health, but in short, he's developed a device and a system to measure and improve the electrical energy of the human body, moving it toward the metrics associated with health and moving it away from the electrical chaos associated with disease. His network of practitioners, known as NES practitioners, help thousands around the world. And we're going to delve into the technology and also into his personal story and how he eventually discovered the system after being bedridden for seven years in his 20s. So I can't wait to jump in. Harry, welcome and thanks for being here. It's great to be here. Thank you, Katie. I'm super excited about this. I've actually been learning this for the last few days, and I don't feel like I fully, completely understand it yet. So I think this is going to be really enlightening. Um, but to start off, can you kind of give your backstory? So how did you get into this field to begin with? Because I know enough of your story to know it's a little bit like mine, that you didn't get into this because you had perfect health, um, but that you have kind of a journey there. So can you tell us your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 42 now. And when I was 21, I, I ended up getting chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, in a pretty severe state, like I, I was one of those bed- bedridden cases for like six, six whole years and um, and a number of years off. And it basically took me a number of years to sort of get back out of it. But yeah, if I go back to the beginning of that, when when I was 21, I was basically this avid sort of quite hedonistic um, rock climber. And I was, I was at university and I traveled out to the Alps and I was, I was doing a bunch of climbing in, in Chamonix where Mont Blanc is. And uh, when I was climbing up a mountain, I, was, I started to get a fever, and then when when I came back down, I was ba- basically sort of had a huge fever for the next couple of weeks, and then I, I recovered a bit, when went back to uni, and then but I, I just felt off, and I was just increasingly. 
tired and um yeah i guess look, looking back now i had some sort of po- yeah po- post viral fatigue but because i was 21 very sort of strong willed i was like well i'll just exercise my way out of this and like i would carry on climbing and all that type of stuff and over that year um actually i unusual for me but i basically started fall, falling off um various falling off various mountains and cliffs and um actually well this is even a, a subsidiary story but I, I fell off ben nevis which is britain's highest highest mountain uh like hit hit the snow slopes below and uh ended up with a, quite a lot of back pain in that whole time i was ill but it wasn't until years later that i discovered i actually fractured my spine in that in in that accident and um basically yeah over the next year i was basically deteriorating and deteriorating uh and uh, until it got to well until it basically got to a point that i could i couldn't get out of bed and being a being a bit of a an idiot because i still didn't want to give up uh i I enrolled back at university to, to do an mba um because because I was too sick to attend the lectures, I split it over over a couple of years, and I basically did all of my exams in a in a wheelchair. Uh, I'm not sure why actually, but <laughs> um, and then uh, really yeah, re- really after that, so that basically began the sort of re- really heavy heavy six years of of being uh, complete completely bed bound. Um, yeah, with chronic fatigue, where it's basically you're basically just in a bed, sort of staring up at a ceiling and you know or you can move you know you can move a bit or you go off to the toilet or you know try and get up um but yeah you're you're basically too exhausted to do anything wow i can't even imagine so obviously you've totally recovered from that now and you're very active and so i know there's more to the story that we're going to work in but can we start at the basics and kind of build an understanding from the ground up of what it was that worked kind of for you for healing and I know this is a confusing topic for a lot of people, including me, the bioenergetics and energy medicine. So can you um, kind of start at the beginning and explain that? Because for me, my first experience with it was I was introduced to you through our mutual friend, Ben Greenfield, um, when my daughter was having an outer ear infection. We were at an event and he's like, you got to go see this guy, Harry. And I was trying to get information from him about how it works. And I don't even think he fully like grasped the technology, but he's like, just go see him. And you did the scan on my daughter and you could, you could tell me what was wrong. He were able to identify the things that the symptoms that she had been having, which blew me away. And she had digestive stuff at the same time. And um, I think he ran something to do with like improving sleep. And I was like really doubtful because I was like, she has not really slept in four days. Like I'm about to lose my mind here. She's not sleeping. And on the way back to our room, she fell asleep. And so that's when I was like, okay, I need to understand this because this is something is to this. But um, so I'd love for you to kind of start there and weave in how you uh, found your own recovery. Uh, sure. So, well, I, I did, I guess, the conventional thing for a few years and went, you know, I guess, went went to conventional doctors for a couple of years, didn't really get a diagnostic um, or, you know, wasn't able to work out what, what was wrong with us. Uh, then we went down, I guess, probably the pathway a lot of us go down in into nutrition and functional medicine and sort of then you then I sort of followed down into like homeopathy and mind body type stuff and and none of it unfortunately was working um and looking back now I think that's because I was under so much stress like li- li- living at home um you know back under my parents which, which wasn't the best place to be in your early 20s uh but I but I ended up uh, sort of going down this line and started reading books on on energy medicine and subtle energy which 
didn't uh, to be honest a bit a bit like yourself it didn't it didn't make a lot of sense but i but you sort of have it but i did have a sense that there was something to it and i thought you know being a pretty inquisitive type of person i thought well you know i want to get to the bottom bottom of bottom of it to, to see if there's anything there or not so i just started researching a little a little bit online um like i don't think google was barely around it was yahoo in those days um but i was yeah do, doing a bit of research and I, I came across this scientist um, called Peter Fraser from Australia, who who's the, he was the first person to set up a, an acupuncture college in Australia that became part of Melbourne University, and so he's really one of the pioneers of um, like going into China, sort of understanding the Chinese ideas, and yeah, put it well, basically putting it into English, and then that course, uh, both uh, that course also got licensed across a number of acupuncture. Um, colleges in in the states as well so he sort of he's a pioneer in in two worlds actually a pioneer in acupuncture back 40 45 years ago and then i'll see in in bioenergetics like 15 years ago so i wrote i wrote this i wrote this scientist called peter like um and he just wrote back a one line he said well i don't know why I'm sending you this, and he sent me over a paper on quantum biology, which I didn't, I didn't understand, and I just sort of put it off to the side. But then over that act, over that act, that next year, because I, I was still really, really sick, and I was just thinking to myself, well, you know, basically, my I was very reliant on my parents, and they were having to drive me to different practitioners. But I could probably only get them to do that every couple of months so that you know it wasn't really the way to to get better and it was super expensive and we you know we didn't have a lot of money and and it wasn't my money it was my parents money which isn't isn't so easy and so I was just thinking in my head well wouldn't it be amazing if you could create some sort of system that would work out or basically get to the root cause of what was wrong wrong with people from the comfort of their own home and then more importantly sort of give, give them a guideline of of how to get better again and it was really just that thought that sort of well basically spurred the whole the whole thing. And then I sort of connected it back to to Peter, and I thought, well, yeah, maybe there is something in this quantum biology, energy medicine space that um, that yeah that could help. And so so I rang Peter Peter up, and um, yeah, he, fortunately he liked he liked the idea of it. And so and he was in Australia, I was in England, and we both sort of mutually. Like we'd basically met halfway and agreed to meet in Los Angeles. I think both of us were too sort of, I don't know, frightened or whatever the word was to fly right across, right across the world. And you know, I hadn't been on a plane in like six, seven years, and can't tell you, it's just a massive, massive ordeal um, to to do that. So I was just basically stuck at home. Uh, but we, did, but but we did. Uh, we met up in LA, and then he basically started studying treating us with what we, what we now call well we call them now infraceuticals uh, but he was basically making um or giving us these liquid remedies which which he'd imprinted with information and the first one he gave me was an antidote to a bunch of flabby viruses and so i got this i got this immune reaction where i just got this sort of fever that lasts about two to three days and then and then it went away and it's not like i i wasn't healed or anything like that but because I had this reaction, you know, I knew there I knew there was something in it a bit a bit like what what happened to your baby. So I was like, oh, well, okay, you know, let's see where see where this goes. Um, and then we well, we basically formed this like beautiful ten ten year research relationship. And um, long story short, yeah, we basically ended up mapping out the energy 
and information beyond the Chinese acupuncture system of the of the human body, and and that I guess that that was really his his sort of contribution was mapping out the body field, and then our contribution was systemizing that to yeah to invent this well what we now call the bioenergetic wellness system, which is a system that can scan you get to the root cause of your health issues. And then uh, again, then it recommends these infraceuticals, which help to help to trigger off a response. That's so fascinating, and I I would call myself a skeptic by nature. So I, like, it took me a lot of research to to start to understand how this can actually work because it does it like I think for a lot of us, especially those of us with a clinical background, we tend to think in like numbers and blood tests and like seeing parts of the patient. Although we try to be much more holistic than a lot of conventional medicine, we still are kind of thinking of the body in silos. And um, after my daughter, if you scanned her, I ended up getting scanned the next day and was shocked because it pulled up all the things that blood tests and genetic tests and everything else had already, like already knew, but the person scanning me didn't know that. And I'm like, it pulled up thyroid. I had been, we were at an event, so I had been drinking wine at night. My liver was like showing low, like all these, it knew I had had a C-section based on like blockage there. And I was like, what is going on? So basically, if I'm understanding, it's based on the premise of the human body field, which I think I would love a little more explanation on. What exactly is that? Is it measurable? What's the metric? Is it electromagnetic? Or basically just delve into that a little more. Okay, so I'll, I'll just start with a, well, a couple of definitions. So, so but bioenergetics is basically the study, detection, and correction of, of energy in living systems. So yeah, we, we're basically just purely look, looking at the energy fields in your body. Um, and then the, sec- the second thing I guess we, we should mention is um, there's, there's really like three main fields in science. You know, if, if we were going to university, we'd study physics, biology, or sorry, physics, chemistry, or biology, and they both, they all sit on top of the other. Uh, unfortunately, none of those departments ever really speak to each other. But fundamentally, fundamentally, the, you know, the whole of reality really comes from, from the laws of physics. Um, and also, if you like, like life is basically just purely, purely an, an energy exchange system. And um, sort of, I guess, to, to get that, like if we go back to Einstein, his, his main was well, one of the equations he was most famous for was E equals MC squared, which is basically just saying that, en- that energy is equivalent to matter. Um, and then one of his other mo- quite famous, uh, yeah, one of his other famous quotes is that uh, the field it's the sole governing force of the particle, and what he meant by that is, um, for a particle or any of like matter or reality exists, it's, it basically has to be governed governed by a field, and it's re- it's really the field that is that is more important than you know that, than any matter. And if you take it a step further, there isn't really any matter there at all because it's just energy. And if you apply that to biology, uh, you can ba- you can basically say, well, you know, um, the field is is the sole governing force of life. So it's, it's really the, the fields in you that are, that are actually controlling all of your all of your physical physical matter, and that you know that it can sound really it definitely sounds a bit deep, and we don't necessarily experience or see it so easily in our day to day lives. But yeah, there's a few there's a few ways that can, I guess can can help us sort of bridge bridge to that point and. It's a, it's actually all there in in conventional medicine. So uh, you know, it's like we're all fairly used to the idea. You can put ECGs on your brain and pick up brain waves. Um, you can put an EKG over your over your chest and you can pick pick up heart rhythms. Like you know, those those two are all examples of of being able to read read fields and get some sort of 
diagnostic out of it. Um, and then I guess there's the really more advanced one, which is yeah, an MRI, which stands for magnetic resonance imaging. And you know how how that works? It's well, it's basically yeah, resonating a magnet where you go into a huge tube and um, it's basically re- resonating a huge magnetic field, and you're basically looking at um, yeah, the, how well, how the hydrogen and oxygen uh, molecules sort of resonate under yeah un, under those magnetic fields, and they're yeah, they're basically all all examples of being able to pick up a field but the bit that medicine sort of left off is they they just see it in these sort of isolated diagnostic type ways they they don't see that the field is is doing is doing anything else um but it you know just um you know like with causation if, if something is indicating something well well it well it's also actually do, doing the opposite like it, it it also has it also has a controlling factor back back on the body and so by definition, or maybe not by definition, but if you if you correct the field, uh, you're also basically correcting the the physical functioning uh, that, that that field is governing. So it's sort of it's it's basically looking at things like 180 degrees the, the other way. Like me- medicine would just see well the body you know, is is creating a field, and that might mean something diagnostically. Um, and what what we're saying is well, yes, that's true, but it's also true that. If you correct the field, uh, you, you can have an influence and correct physiology. Interesting. So basically all of these things, the biological, the chemical, those would have an impact as well on the, the body field. Um, but you're saying you can also do start from the reverse. And if you address the field itself, it can also then fix like biochemical problems in the body? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the body and, and healing is, is completely holographic and like 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 for example like in in reflexology you know what why why does the foot you know reflect reflect certain health conditions and that if you stimulate certain points on on the feet or if you stimulate certain acupuncture points perhaps, perhaps in your ear you know what why like why if you stimulate some point in your ear can it can it help your heart it's like it you know it, it doesn't seem very logical but you know the, the the truth of the truth of our biology and health is basically absolutely everything is in is interconnected and yeah absolutely like biochemistry affects the bioenergetics the bioenergetics and the fields affect biochemistry that's fascinating so try to for my own sake of understanding like where do these um the energy the fields come from because i know enough of like the background of biology to know obviously the heart is a very electric organ our cells have an electrical component like the mitochondria functions in that way but like what actually um where do the the fields come from themselves it's multi-layered so yeah so 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 at that level um well we'll just look at the organs first they're probably the easiest to understand so yeah the, the heart is all is always generating a really strong magnetic field and you you can pick that up with a magnetogram like 15 feet out from the body um like the nervous system is generating alpha and delta waves but yeah if you're if you're sort of looking at a from a cell point of view it gets it gets really really interesting so uh if if we look at a cell on the in on the inside of a cell membrane uh you you basically have a layer of, of structured water um this slightly slightly complicated concept but ba- but basically uh, water whenever it's next to a hydrophilic surface of, of which it is inside a cell uh, has a different structure which is um, H3O2 now structured water ha- has a few curious properties and one of those properties is that it's able to convert uh, light or if you like heat um, into into electrons and 
you can actually see that like ev every day, like when, when you're walking outside, or actually, yeah, we can see all the grass and all of these plants outside. Um, the reason photosynthesis is working is because in, inside the leaf of a plant, it's basically able to convert a photon, or it's basically able to convert heat in a photon uh, into a source of energy, and then the and then the plant basically grows like with with that source of energy. And we don't really think of ourselves as doing photosynthesis, um, but we but we absolutely do, not quite to the same level as a as a as a plant or a tree, uh, but it but it absolutely is a sort a source of energy. So we're we're constantly absorbing heat and light from our environment. Uh, as it hits the water in our cells, uh, it's building up a charge. That charge is building up on the cell membrane. And if you if you look at a cell membrane, um, so the cell membrane is able to act like a battery, and um, that battery is basically able to both store and transmit a charge. And so then if you're looking at a, a particular organ, so if we look at, let's say, your liver or your pancreas that is full of billions and billions of cells with these charges, and then we wanted to pick up the field on the outside. Now, I haven't got one in here, but if we had one of our My Health devices, and I haven't even shown you this, but you can basically put the device directly on different organs and parts of the body, and you can you can see the charge through, you know, basically this emanating through the skin, which is also both another way of sort of um, d doing an analysis of the body, but really interestingly enough, the the areas that aren't emitting enough charge, uh, you can you can basically use a or you can basically use a mode where you're putting energy back into that part of the body, um, so you can build up the charge of that organ, and then you know pretty pretty miraculous things happen as you, as you build up the energy of a particular organ. Yeah, that makes sense. So to relate it back to like my background in nutrition, for instance, I would guess that like certain nutrients and things of the body do that as well. They help like build up the charge of the body by like supporting it in, in different ways or sleep, for instance, is that like regenerate the body and help it do that? Because obviously like this, this is like a whole comprehensive look at the body. There are all kinds of factors on a daily basis that are contributing to this, right? Am I kind of starting to get the grasp of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, sleep, sleep's a really interesting one. It's just triggered off a, a thought in my in my head. But um, you know, when when you're looking at what health is, you know, from from a bioenergetics point of view, we're, we're basically looking at the efficiency of energy or energy fields in in the body. And um, you know, if 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 you're able to transmit energy and information around your body in a in a really efficient way, uh, your own body's healing system will, will always work. And, you know, if, if you get ill or have some little shock that comes in, your, your body has enough energy and enough efficiency to, to respond to that. And, you know, you probably only had a little acute, acute issue for a few days and it, and it goes away. Um, but un unfortunately, in, in more chronic diseases, is that body field, that energy system can get so distorted it's basically not able to to resolve any of these any of these traumas or or conflicts and so yeah if you're talking about something like sleep you know, sleep is one of those great ways that the body basically resets it, re it reorganizes itself into into a more efficient energy pattern to enable you to heal because um yeah as, as you know if you don't sleep enough for weeks or months on end uh, you you can get really 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 sick and you know sleep is one of those sort of core core things you have to look after and actually we were both talking about fasting the other the other day and fa fasting is another thing like that you know is it's because the body like when you when you're in a fasted state the body's going to eat 
eat up all of you know all of those proteins or you know scar scar tissue etc that's that's distorting your body field it's, it's just distorting the efficiency of your body um but yeah when, when it gobbles it all up the body becomes super efficient again and um yeah and you, you, know, you get this massive increase of it in energy and performance yeah that's so fascinating and i have a note about if you could go a little deeper on explaining like what is cellular energy exchange because i think a lot of people Maybe let's just start with that. Like, how do our cells actually communicate with each other? Because that was part of really helpful to my understanding of it. Oh, sure. So, yeah. So we're we're probably all used to this this idea that cells communicate through biochemistry, and and that and that's absolutely true. Like, a, when you're looking at a cell on the on the cell membrane, you basically have little protein receptors, and these and these protein receptors, you know, picking up biochemical messages, and then they do whatever the cells meant to do from those messages. But the problem with that is it's not very efficient. So, well, for instance, yeah, if we, I think, because you were mentioning about thyroid, so, so you know that that mechanism, well, that's basically reliant on your thyroid producing thyroxine, and then travels to liver pathway, and then converts the um, T4 to T3, which is the active form, and then the T3 is meant to travel to all those cells. Like if you suddenly wanted energy quickly, that seems an awfully inefficient, slow way for it to happen yet when you're in a crisis somehow magically you know you're able to get the energy you need and everything is coordinated at absolutely instantaneously or for another example like if if we're looking at the even even the nervous system is an odd one like your your spine um your spinal cord is really thick but if you look at the other nerves in your body or down to like the um, nerve in your little finger it's really really thin and the nervous system basically travels or signals travel at completely different speeds down all of your nervous system and you know if you look at the maths of it it can't even explain walking or movement let alone like really complicated ballet that's 100% in tune to the to the music or you know something like that and so when you're looking at those sorts of things you're like well yeah how, how on earth is the body coordinate coordinating things because there's sort of normal nervous system and biochemical model aren't aren't quite adding up um now as it turns out basically cell membranes they they also they also have other protein receptors that are basically tuned to fields um and what's great about fields is they're you know orders of magnitude or pretty much in pretty much infinitely more efficient than than a biochemical than a biochemical system and therefore if we're if we're trying to explain how movement how metabolism and growth are all coordinated you know basically a field-based system is yeah as a way is a way way better explanation but it again it isn't saying that the biochemical pathways don't exist because they do it's just it's just saying in a lot of cases the more efficient pathway is a is a field-based type system and of course like nature it always always prefers the most efficient way of doing things and um yeah therefore generally works that's so fascinating. So back to your story for a minute. So you basically, you guys figured out a way to map and measure this body field, basically. And that was instrumental in your recovery because you're obviously not bedridden anymore. So how did that happen? So I met Peter in Los Angeles. Yeah, he'd, he'd made that first infosutical where, where I got a reaction. And I basically then said to Peter, I said, well, you know, what What on earth is driving this energy? So he, he basically told me that this energy field exists. And I was like, well, what on earth is driving it? 
Uh, and then he said, well, the heart. And then I was like, well, you know, are there other organs? And then you know, he sort of mentioned the nervous system and lung. Uh, and then o- over the next year or so, uh, we basically built out what, what we now call the energetic drivers, which is basically looking at all the different organs and how those organs are able to generate a field. And then and then in doing that, we also recorded the information of, um, of how all of these healthy organ drivers were, were working and then when we imprinted that information into a liquid and uh, I was basically ta- taking the what we now call infraceuticals I, I was basically getting these incredible healing reactions and like yeah bas- basically all my different organs would improve in their health and then o- over about a year or two uh, yeah instead of this like extremely tired and wired type state that I'd been in in for years like you know, gradually started to ease off. Wow, that is super fascinating. So now you are in this field, which is called bioenergetics. So can you kind of define that field? And we've touched on it, but just kind of give a more thorough definition so we can build on it. Sure. So yeah, I mean, bioenergetics is the study, detection and correction of of energy in living systems. Um, Yeah. And in in short, what what we're trying to do is, is completely understand how energy fields work in the body. But really, really what matters is is trying to help people get to the root cause of, of what's going on in their body. And even more importantly, you know, how, how we can restore their energy for life. So, you know, ev- ev- everything we do at Ness, like all of our research and all of our products, it's it's just literally with with that with that objective. And yeah, I mean, we sort of put put our life and soul for yeah, for fourteen years and continue continue to do do so to basically imp- yeah, improve that system so that we can basically, basically have a system that can help any any anyone really anywhere know what's going on in their body and um, yeah help them on their health journey. So what about um, the mind-body connection? Because I know this is something that's gotten a lot of research time lately and there's been um, some interesting studies that have come out and it's always fascinated me but I've never fully understood it. But I know we all hear those stories of someone who, for instance, finds out they're dying of cancer and then makes all these life changes and completely changes their mindset and everything. And then somehow a year later, they're totally fine and in remission. Or you also conversely, you see people who kind of spiral into like a depression depression or something like that and end up seeing physical problems as well. So is there uh, in the field of bioenergetics, like a measurable way that like emotions come into play with the body field or anything like that? Absolutely. And really, at the core of it is this concept of what I would call emotional immunity. And the, the, the real truth of it is all of us have our own innate healing system. Now, you know, some people call, call that the placebo effect. You know, you might call it a spontaneous remission or in healthy people. Yeah, we just get an acute cold and a week later, it, you know, it, it's gone and it doesn't end up as some, as some chronic disease. You know, and basically, the body is always, always trying to repair itself, trying, trying to heal itself. But sometimes, you know, and especially in the case of, of people who've got chronic disease or been ill for many, many years, it's basically your control system's got so distorted, the immune system isn't able to turn on properly or is basically not able to activate itself to, to heal what's going on. And one of the reasons that happens is basically due to emotional trauma and shock. So one of the fascinating pieces of research that's recently come to light is a study that was looking at adverse child events, which is basically trauma in people's early lives and the correlation to all of these different types of diseases. And and basically what they found is people who had a lot of trauma in in their early lives would end up 
like 10, 20, 30 times more likely to get all of these different diseases. And, you know, why, why on earth might that be true? Because, you know, I guess we're very, very used to in the natural health world thinking it's like diet or toxins. And, you know, while that while that might be true to a point, it, it absolutely isn't isn't the only cause of why of why people get diseases. And there's some other really interesting research, and this is someone who got com- completely vilified for this research, but he basically uh, did 10,000 CT scans of the of the brain. Um, within the brain, he basically noticed these uh, these rings in the brain. Now, these rings ha- happen to basically be calcified bit calcified tissue inside the brain and he also correlated those i mean this is cancer research but he basically correlated those to different tumors that um in different parts of the body and then he correlated those again to um well he he basically took a questionnaire of everything that had happened to their lives and he basically identified these shock conflicts to these different regions in the brain and to these uh, different tumors that are that are in different parts parts of the body and and really really the outcome of of all of those scans is there's basically a very very strong link between between emotional trauma and disease and I guess the next and really the next question from that is why on earth does trauma end up creating all of this disease and this is something that Peter who's our, our co-founder scientist was really really interested in in trying to work out um, now in all of our bioenergetic experiments he he basically found like when when we were looking at emotions um, emotions are basically if you like they're like a sphere of energy in different regions of the brain and, and this isn't a, a new a new idea like if you look at ayurvedic medicine you have the chakra system so you have these um which are basically seen as spheres of, of information up up and down the spine and the chinese also had these concepts of emotional orbs in the body and so when peter was basically doing his experiments he found that there were different emotional spheres uh, within the brain and those those also matched to the German hammers uh, calcium rings that were in the brain. And then basically what he found is wherever you got a trauma, uh, you would get a very, very focused energy within those spheres, which over time would basically damage the um, neural tissue in those parts of the brain. Um, And obviously that, that that would set up the issues in the brain. Basically, in, in this research, we found that there were four main regions of the brain that all corresponded to the fetal development. Now, when, when a fetus is developing, uh, you, you basically get this uh, layer that's called the ectoderm, uh, and then you get two mesoderm layers, and then you get a an endoderm layer now each of those layers like the first layer has the um like the heart and some of the digest system and then the mesoderms get some of the other organs like the like the pancreas and kidneys and then the ectoderm is is basically the the skin layer now those four layers are also reflected in in the in the brain starting from the brain stem which is right in the middle and then going to the outside which is the cerebellum and uh, obviously both in Hammer's research and, and Peter's research they, they were basically linked all of these emotions and trauma to the fetal development and therefore to all of these different sort of disease tissues that, that would happen over time but what's really really fascinating is 
if you're able to calm down those emotional oscillations that are going on in the brain so you can basically damp it down so that they stop damaging the neural tissue and therefore all these relay points in other parts of the body, uh, you can also help the body's own healing system to, to activate itself and you know, pretty, pretty miraculous things can happen. And there's a number of ways you can do that. I mean, probably all of us have heard about like the, the benefits of meditation and you know staying calm and you know take, taking yourself out of stress. But it isn't just external stress that does it, because you know once you have these emotional oscillators going on inside your brain, you're basically creating your own internal stress. So it's really it's really really important to basically you know adapt, like calm that down so it's not it's not damaging both your brain but but also relaying to other other parts of your body and that you know that that's where things like bioenergetics or you know in pharmaceuticals can help because it can basically help to calm down those emotions bring, bring them back into balance and it's not the pharmaceuticals or bioenergetics per se that's helping people get better it's their own body's like nat- natural innate healing system uh, that's basically re- reactivating and getting them better, which, which is why, why we call the concept emotional immunity, because if you can correct the emotions, you're basically able to turn the immune system back on and the immune system will, will do the rest. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think the emotional side is like heavily overlooked, and we can get so so obsessed with you know diet, detox, and nutrition. Which you know, don't get me wrong, I do it all myself. But um, yeah, the di- the deeper work is in the emotions for sure. Yeah, and I think those are sometimes the hardest ones to actually conquer. But it makes sense, and you're right. The research is really solid on like long term meditation as being a reducer of like all term mortality, and like there's they have done some solid research on that. And meditation routinely shows that correlation and the converse is true we know that stress or lack of community or things that are perceived as bodily stresses increase your likelihood of dying so it makes sense and it's kind of i guess i think of it now as like a way to sort of measure that actually happening but it makes me curious so we're talking about the body being this uh like you know forces of energy and basically electromagnetism so i wonder um i've done research in the areas of like emfs and radio waves and wi-fi and all these electrical signals we have kind of bombarding us all the time that we didn't used to have so i'm curious like how do those come into play do they affect the the body field in any way or um like how can they impact us electromagnetically i guess i'm going to give you probably an answer you're not expecting <laughs> Um, they affect you to the level you think you think they're going to affect you. So, so if if you have if you have a weak body field and you know you're 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 basically un, under par, then EMF and all these different forms like whether it's Wi-Fi or cell phones, they they are they are going to affect you in a generally in a greater way. But the thing that makes the most most difference uh, is is basically your intention and what your cells are tuning into so yes if we go back to that that idea of um, cellular communication and on the cell membrane you have these little protein receptors now those protein receptors tune in to tune into field messages um but the thing that controls what they tune into is 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 basically your thought is your is is your own brain um so the more the more power and intention we we give that the basically this unfortunately the stronger the the effect it can have and I, you know I, I i definitely know this from i guess bit bitter experience um like you know when, when i was ill and even after i was ill i basically just couldn't hold the cell phone like you know i'd have to hold the cell phone way way out here and i would just have this instant i don't know how to describe it but it was 
like this weird sort of tingling headachey feeling in, in my brain and I absolutely couldn't hold the phone any, anywhere near me uh, but but basically as I, as I learned over time that it didn't have to you know affect me and I basically just stopped stopped tuning into it and just tuned into it well I was just tuning into work and other stuff you know over time I was like oh it's just not it's not affecting me any anymore and um so yeah I guess my advice with that would be I mean for what what I do personally is like yeah I, I make sure our house isn't overly bombarded with wi-fi and you know where where we can like I'll I'll, I'll protect ourselves but I don't I don't overly think about it because you know for, fortunately or what well, you know fortunately we have to travel for business and all these types of things and stay in hotels and go in airports and um yeah I'm not I'm not gonna sort of sacrifice like the you know the the, the pleasure and, and and also the the mission because of like wi-fi being in the hotel so yeah I would say you can do stuff at home but like when when you're out and about I wouldn't I wouldn't think about it because the the thinking about it is is worse for you than um yeah, than the total avoidance, I guess. That makes sense. And back to the stress idea and stress itself being negative on the body. Yeah, you're just adding to the stress. Your own thought is adding to the, the negative ways of the Wi-Fi. And that's basically it. Yeah. When I've seen that, just, uh, you know, correlationally, people who tend to dwell on like all the bad things that are going to happen tend to like actually have those things happen more often. And whether that's, you know, a direct result or just because they're kind of like dwelling on it, it's an interesting thought, like that we create a lot of the stress potentially ourselves. Probably all. <laughs> yeah, probably that's true. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines. This is the only wine I drink anymore. After researching and finding that many other wines contain added sugar, dyes like ultra red and mega purple, and filtering agents, including fish bladders, egg whites, and some other unsavory ingredients, and things like sawdust to improve the taste. But the dry farm part is important too. What this means is that the grapes are not irrigated. Without the water, they don't get as big or as sweet, yielding higher nutrient and lower alcohol wines naturally. Their wines are lab tested for purity and to make sure that they are free of even trace amounts of pesticides and herbicides. And they're all sourced from small family dry farm vineyards all over the world. I absolutely love their wines, and I find them to be less expensive than other high-quality wines. And Wellness Mama listeners can get an extra bottle of wine for a penny at wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash wine. That's wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash wine. This podcast is brought to you by Fat Fudge. If you've never tried it, this is essentially coffee meets fudge meets energy bomb, and it's delicious. Invented by my friend Mary Shinuda, this on-the-go food is nutrient-dense and delicious. I often travel with a few of these in my suitcase for a quick breakfast or a meal if there aren't good food options whenever I'm traveling. Wellness Mama listeners can get a discount 20% off with the code WellnessMama, all one word, WellnessMama at wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash fat fudge. That's P-H-A-T dash F-U-D-G-E. So fat dash fudge. So I'd love to go back to kind of explaining how, like, so you have the device, the My Health, and also these infoceutical products. I'm going to get that right eventually. Um, but basically, how are these related to then, um, like, you guys have seen all kinds of amazing transformations in people through using these. So how are you guys seeing results with these things like autoimmunity and chronic disease and immune signaling 
It's basically what's the mechanism there because it's so fascinating to me now that I'm starting to understand it. A lot of it is in that mechanism that we that we were talking about in yeah in the sense of that emotional immunity. I mean, you know what what we're trying to do is basically correct the distortions of the body field so that the body's own healing system is able to activate. And as I say, it's not you know it's not necessarily our products that are doing it per se. Like for example, so you you mentioned the My Health device. Now the the My Health device um is like a localized PMF device that we put information in onto the signal. So if in the scan we can see there's a like an energy blockage like around your kidney or around your knee, we can basically use, use that device uh, to help unblock the energy channel there. And what we find is that as you unblock the energy in the body field in those different local regions, at, su- at some point, and you know, it's normally fairly rapid, is the energy field becomes efficient enough that it basically activates its own innate healing system and then, and then the body does the rest and um you know we've had i think about 18 months ago we we surpassed like a million clients going going through the system i mean it, it's over a period of like 14 years and we have a few thousand practitioners that you know see bunches of people every day so that's that's over a long a long period but yeah the the amounts of reports we've got are pretty amazing but what's really exciting for us now is because we now have everything in the cloud we're basically able to collect uh, the totality of of all of all the data so we can basically collect everyone's scans uh, and then we also have a short questionnaire so they're, they're telling us what's happening with their with their fatigue their pain their, their overall wellness and yes out of the 44,000 scans that we did in the last 18 months on average, we've seen a hundred and sixty-two percent increase in in their wellness score, which is yeah, which is basically incredible. That is, and I was talking to I'm at this training at your headquarters and talking to some of your practitioners, and just the stories they have from their own work with their clients is amazing. And even things like that, I think so many of us assume are set in stone, like thyroid disease. Many people assume that's like a lifelong diagnosis. And um, I know mine's been getting better. and I'm using a lot of things, including now I'm using NES to help address that. But that was fascinating to me to realize that like, in a way, like when you are able to address it on that level, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have this problem for the rest of your life. And that was obviously your experience with chronic fatigue, which is also to some people a lifetime diagnosis. So that's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, I would say to people, you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons we made the the film the living matrix is because yeah well in in that film we we basically showed well it was someone with um cerebral palsy who was able to get their life back there was uh i think we had two people with cancer who were healed and then there was a couple of people with chronic fatigue syndrome and we and we just made that film just to show how bioenergetic techniques can yeah can basically get get people's health back and um it really isn't what you think i mean unfortunately we're so programmed in society that you have that you have a disease and uh yeah that and exactly like thyroid or chronic fatigue there's meant to be no no cure or cancer no no cure but yeah there's just because i mean there's just gazillions of people who've been able to take control of their own health and and get their get their health back and i would say like in pretty much any condition you know i was yeah, I was a very, very severe case. Like I, well, this isn't stone, but I was twelve stone. I dropped down to eight stone. I was years in bed. Like I mean, it's a bit embarrassing, but I couldn't get an erection or you know barely eat and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, and you know, I, I was able to 
get back out of that situation and you know i know countless other people who've who've had similarly amazing transformations that's so fascinating and i can speak at least to my own personal experience which is because you mentioned that things like scar tissue can like sort of damage the body field in, in a way like the physical trauma of that and when i first got scanned it was like it identified places everywhere in my body that had been scarred like for instance knee injury c-section scar uh, where my tonsils had been out, which was also ironically where my thyroid was, um, roughly in the same area. And I just thought that was really fascinating because um, you had made that that connection as far as the scar tissue. So how do you feel like this technology interacts then with modern medicine and functional medicine and nutrition? Because I know, like you said, they're all they're all valid in how they do interact with the body. I'm curious, like how you see energy, bioenergetics and energy medicine working with those systems or um, how they can be integrated. What I'd like to see over the long term is basically the ideas of, of bioenergetics, I guess, get, get built more into the, into the functional medicine community. I mean, what I'd really like to see with bioenergetics and how that integrates in, in with functional medicine and, um, like, I guess, normal traditional medicine. I mean, it, it is such a revolutionary paradigm or, or way of looking at the body because, you know, ultimately what we're concerned with is, well, you know, how is the control system of the body really working? Like, how, how does healing actually happen? You know, and what, and what are the root causes? And, you know, just, just like we were talking about that concept of emotional, emotional immunity well you know that the fact that you might have like emotional spheres working the brain and then that's distorting to different parts of the body and then um and then just just the fact that, e- that even like viruses and bat and bacteria like may you know they that whole immune system of creating antibodies obviously is there is there to heal heal people and if you look at if you look at western medicine for instance i mean it's pretty fascinating like I think before before the eighties, you know, if you had if you had high and high antibodies, that was seen as the immune system activating. And then, you know, the whole AIDS epidemic came in and then and you know, if then if you had a high T count, it's seen like you know, you've got you've got AIDS and that's and suddenly the immune system's sort of bad or mal, you know, malfunctioning. Uh, you know, and all that type of stuff is really, really completely back to front and upside down and very very confused and what you know what what i hope the bioenergetics will be able to do because we're collecting so so much data on you know what what's actually happening both in the scan and people's outcomes from from doing these types of techniques is to be able to yeah to take these ideas and then i guess like educate into the into the functional medicine community so that they're not just thinking from a biochemistry point of view because ultimately functional medicine i mean i think it's a massive massive improvement on uh, i guess on normal western medicine and, and big pharma but fundamentally it's still based on biochemistry and they're not they're not really thinking from a they're definitely not thinking from a physics point of view um you know and they're definitely not thinking sort of from a you know there's a lot of really ancient wisdom from from chinese medicine that yeah, that we're trying to modernize with with bioenergetics and I you know I think if we can fuse those ideas in, into the sort of functional medicine community then yeah that would be a good thing but it'd probably take us a few years yeah that's been an interesting mental shift for me personally because I feel like it's easy to think of the body as like obviously like a biological components of the body that makes sense everybody studied that in high school and even like biochemical that makes sense. But to like apply the idea of physics to the body takes a little bit more like understanding. And that's, what's been so fascinating for me to try to learn more about that. Yeah. I mean, it's basically going down, down to the fundamental principles. And, you know, I I think to me, that's what's just gone wrong in Western medicine, even functional medicine to a point. It's like, 
you know, you're just looking at tests, high antibodies. Well, let's get, you know, let's get the antibodies down or, you know, got this virus, let's suppress it or this toxin, let's remove this toxin. Like that's all very, very like problem. Let's get rid of that problem. They're not, they're not thinking of it in this, um, I guess, in this sequenced way of how everything relates to everything else, because, you know, all of the, all of these things are just small cogs or parts in, you know, in, in, in an, in an overall journey of health. And I, you know, I think that's really what bioenergetics can, can help to answer is it can, it can be, it can basically help to identify what really, what these root causes and what these longer sort of roots or pathways in the body are. And, um, yeah, and if we can help, you know, help to solve the root cause and then help the sort of, I guess, the, the, the body's own natural healing mechanisms. Like if we can enhance, I mean, what we're really talking about is the placebo effect. I mean, this is the big question. Why in medicine has, like, why does every doctor go, oh, it's just a placebo effect. Oh, let's get rid of the placebo effect. Like it's the most stupid thing on the planet. If if instead we had billions of dollars studying the placebo effect, like if this simple, well, this is really the question we're asking, like in our own research, like, well, how can we get the placebo effect to work reliably and accurately every time? Like if we could solve the placebo effect, everyone would just get get better, right? But that isn't that isn't what's happening in in Western medicine or or in functional medicine. Like the everyone's convinced that biochemistry is 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 the answer biochemistry is not not the answer to 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 activating the body's healing system and um you know nature does things incredibly efficiently and incredibly well and you know i think the more that we can understand about fundamentally how nature heals you know we'd be in a lot lot better place i mean that that's really what that's really what we're trying to do in our in our companies just keep studying and researching that and you know hopefully yeah well not hopefully you know educating people with what we find out that's a super super fascinating point because i've done some reading on the placebo effect and it blows my mind even things like when they do surgeries that are placebo surgeries they just make an incision but the person thinks that they had the surgery and then their acl gets better like science doesn't explain that so they, but they write that off but then so why are we not trying to figure out how they got better is basically what you're saying like why are we not trying to figure out why that worked and figure out how to do that yeah, yeah. Well, the whole the whole of re- yeah the whole of research and drug research it's like their whole basis is like cut the placebo effect out. Like they hate the fl- they just hate the placebo effect because it gets in the way of um, drug profits or supplement profits. I mean, uh, whereas yeah, it's just the opposite. Like that's the bit we should be looking at. It's like yeah, if people are looking at this, then you should probably look the other way at that. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it seems to be the way. Yeah, well, I think it's a valuable model right now because um, I always hear it said, especially at conferences, that the medical system is broken. And I've heard it also said, and this is my opinion as well, that the medical system is not broken. It's absolutely brilliant at what it was designed to do, which was treat infectious disease and trauma, like physical trauma, like acute trauma. And I would say it's still actually good at that. If you're in a car accident and you have a broken bone or you're bleeding, go to a hospital. You've put the nail on the head. Like the Western system is not about studying and yeah, encouraging and helping healing. Um, but that's okay. Like yeah, we can we can give that a go in bioenergetics. Exactly, because yeah, I feel like they're trying to apply the uh, like stitches and band aid model to chronic disease. But the problem is, chronic disease, unlike an acute illness, it's not like a singular problem your body's responding to. It's not like a knee injury that has to be healed. It's an underlying disruption in the body itself. And when you're trying to like treat it as a singular thing, you're kind of missing, or maybe like 
throwing other things out of balance. That's I've seen a scene that in medicine. If you're trying to like treat one specific condition as if it's a singular cause, you actually end up throwing other things out of balance because you've just treated that one thing. So I think that's a really interesting point and hopefully maybe a part of the answer to the chronic disease problem that we see statistically on the rise in the US right now at least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's let's just try and activate everyone's healing systems. Yeah, and it's one of those things too like yeah, it's just a totally different approach um but like I said, having talked to your practitioners here, I'm absolutely blown away by the things that the results that they're seeing. So I'm fascinated to keep learning more. Um, we'll have links to, I know you've mentioned one of your movies, but can you talk about some of the others as well? And we'll have links to those in the show notes for people who want to find them. Oh, sure. Yeah. So the movie we mentioned was The Living Matrix, which is thelivingmatrixmovie.com. Um, our last movie is called, was called Supercharged, which is Supercharged Movie dot com uh which which is basically all, all about how you can in- increase your energy um and then we also made a movie for like pe- people in emotional crises uh which is called choice point at choicepointmovie.com perfect and all those links will be there as well um i believe you also have a book coming out soon right oh i do yeah i've, I've got to get on and write it haven't i <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no the, yeah the book's called energy for life um which i think should be around in like april or may okay and what inspired that one just the, kind of the, the understanding of the body fields as a whole yeah i mean the la- i think the last book we published was the choice point book about six years ago um and yeah i mean just uh, just our ideas have have developed a lot a lot since then and so yeah i just want to basically just want to put the all our latest thinking um, yeah down in book okay and then lastly i know we're probably going to get this question i want to make sure we answer it is um if people are listening and thinking like they want to know what's going on with them and understand like body fields and bioenergetics and use this device that like i used that my daughter used and that you've used um how can they do that how can they find out more about nes and how it works yeah so yeah if people want to have their body field scanned really the best thing to do is either visit a practitioner in person or if you like you can also just see a practitioner remotely and yeah the best way of doing that is just go to our website which is neshealth.com awesome and to wrap up i'd love to hear how you um answer like the critics i always kind of like to ask that question especially if i feel like it's a more cutting edge type interview and maybe something that a lot of people aren't familiar with i'm sure that there are critics um so what do you say to people who think maybe that this is like woo i know that's a word that gets thrown around a lot but like what do you say to those people um, I'd just say do you know do do the research. I mean, I I think most of these things it always just comes out of ignorance. And um, I need to be honest. You know, when I was twenty twenty one, I I was completely ignorant of all of this because yeah, I was just traditionally educated in well, actually, just economics, physics, and maths at the time. Uh, and you know, I totally trusted doctors and. So, you know, I, the first, my first look was looking at biochemistry. And so, yeah, I'd just say that's just, just natural. But um, I'd say just do the research, like read our books, read a load of other people's books and sites. And, you know, if you actually spend the time looking into the material, I'm pretty sure your mind will get, get changed. Yeah, and I'll make sure we have links, like I mentioned, to all those and to the main website as well, because there's some articles and research there as well. I know people can start and kind of dive in. But um, Harry, thank you so much for being here, for taking the time. I know how busy you are. Running a company is not an easy job, and I really appreciate that you took the time to be here. That was a really great interview. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks to all of you for listening, and I'll see you next time. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? 
Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time and thanks as always for listening.